Hello and welcome back to episode 31 of the Back Pocket Banner podcast. We have another special guest for you listeners. He's currently played 40 games over his time at Fremantle and now Gold Coast. He was awarded with Gold Coast Best and Fairest, recognising his great 2020 season. We welcome Sam Collins. Thanks for joining us, Sam. Uh, no worries, Blair. No worries, Connor. Thanks for having me. Good to be here. So for a start, we'll take you back a bit. So tell us a bit about your background, childhood, and, and um, how you first came to love the game of footy. Yeah, uh, so I grew up down in uh, metropolitan Melbourne in the uh, eastern suburbs in Doncaster. Um, I played footy uh, for the Donvale Magpies um, in the AFL there for pretty much my whole junior days. Um, that was the same club where my old man coached um, for a long time. And at the same time, I also went to Whitefriars, um, just a boys' school down the road. Um, so I played uh, footy on a Wednesday there during high school and then, um, yeah, footy at Doncaster, uh, Donvale sorry, on, on a... Saturday, Sunday. So that was kind of the start of my footy journey and um, towards, I suppose, under-16s to 18s, I um, got invited down to Oakley Chargers, which is my region. Yeah. Uh, I played a few games of footy there, which was a um, good experience as well. Yeah, cool. You also played a bit of VFL before first getting drafted um, for Box Hill. How did you find that uh, with all the bigger bodies? And I guess it probably helped you to adjust to AFL a bit quicker maybe. Yeah, so I didn't get drafted it, um, in 2012, which was the end of my under-18s year. And, um, yeah, I chose to go down to Box Hill, as you said. Um, I spent three years there. And um, my first year, I think I played uh, four senior games as the 23rd man. Um, and then I kind of was in and out of the team the next year and then played mostly senior footy in 2015. Um, as you said, it's a bit of a um, bit of a different standard of football compared to under-18s and things like that and senior um even AFL footy in terms of, as you said, the bigger bodies and speed of the game and, and I suppose the demands of training and um, and game plan and things like that. So um, I suppose for me it was um, three years of a lot of learning and understanding kind of um, what the next level is is like in terms of um, knowing the game plan inside and out and um, training to a high standard, diet, things like that. So, um, yeah, it was a really good learning experience for me. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's probably a bit more of a professional approach than what you were used to holding like good stead, I guess, going into the system of the AFL when you got drafted. Yeah, yeah, I was really lucky. I spent um, spent three years there and um, came across like the likes of likes of Matt Spanger and um, I think Hodgie played a couple of games down there. So there's yeah. um, all these great AFL players. So I'm getting to um, rub shoulders with and play footy with. So it was yeah, it was a really good learning environment. Yeah, absolutely. It must have been pretty rewarding uh, to get picked up by Freo as a mature-aged recruit after a lot of hard work, I guess, and um, not getting drafted at the end of your draft year, like you mentioned. Yeah, um, it kind of came out of the blue. I spoke to Freo um, in 2014 and then hadn't heard from them since, so for about 18 months, and then I was drafted by them. So, um, yeah, it was kind of really explained the feeling. I was, I was very elated and, um, yeah, pretty stoked, to be honest with you. Like, it's your childhood dream and you work hard for it, but... I suppose the years when I was a boxer, I had a lot of self-doubt and wasn't really sure if I'd ever make it or if, if I did, if I'd ever be good enough. So, um, yeah, it was yeah, it was a really surreal experience and something I'm really grateful for. Yeah, definitely. How did you find the lifestyle in WA after moving from Victoria where you uh, lived like, all your life? Yeah, well, I was 21 at the time. I'd um, literally just graduated from uni, so it was great timing in terms of my life. Um, but it was pretty different because I was living away from home and, and a long way from home. Um, yeah. 
it was it was a good experience. It was uh, I really enjoyed the lifestyle over there in terms of the beach. Um, uh, just going to training for work and playing footy for work was obviously great. Um, so yeah. I love that aspect. Of it. I think some of the challenges were probably um, that you are kind of recognised a bit more over there, and if you're not playing the best football, that can be pretty challenging. And um, yeah, it, it's a great place to live, and um, it was a great club, but um, yeah, it just wasn't one for me. Yeah, definitely. And you made your debut in round 10 of 2016 against St Kilda in Melbourne. Um, I guess the debut stands out for lots of players when they first get out there and realise it's kind of a reality. What do you sort of remember from uh, that day? Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure it was Indigenous round that Eddie had against the Saints. And um, yeah, I think I just remember, I remember my first touch, I rolled off and I took an inset mark and then um, kicked the ball back in the corridor for a turnover and goal. So that was my start to AFL football and we were down by like a ridiculous margin at quarter time and, and I vividly remember Ross getting us in a, it was a huge circle, like everyone just staring at each other and he just went through and just, yeah, let us know that it wasn't it wasn't up to scratch really, but yeah. that was my first quarter of AFL football and yeah, one I definitely won't um, forget too quickly. Yeah, yeah did you come up against um, Nick Rewell there? Because I, I was looking through the stats and I think he was one of their sort of main tall forwards at the time. Yeah, I think I had um, Bruce and, and Rewalt playing. I think I did spend a fair bit of time on him. Um, yeah. But, yeah, he's, he's obviously a legend of the game. So um, it, that was a great experience. And, and his work rate is something that I won't forget either. Um, just his, yeah, his, the way he works for the ball and knows where the ball's going. He's like, quick to anticipate and break to the space. So, you, yeah, you really can't afford to ball watch when you're playing on him and, and players like him. Yeah, yeah, we had Lee Fisher on a few weeks back, the AFL umpire who used to play for St Kilda, and he said exactly that. Like the work rate was just amazing. I think they went over to America one year, and the, all the American athletes were saying this guy could uh, run. run like a four hundred in the Olympics. He was that good, yeah, at, that good a runner and stuff. So quick and just like over and over and over again. It's like you finally catch your breath and he's off again. So yeah, definitely a challenging matchup that one. Yeah. <laughs> You were listed after the 2017 season, despite winning Peel's, Peel Thunder's best and fairest and making the Waffle Team of the Year. How frustrating was this for you? Because you're obviously still playing good footy, but got let go. Yeah, yeah, it was um, yeah, pretty heartbreaking. I um, I came back from from Thailand and, and was delisted that morning. Then we had the the Peel Thunder BNF that night. Um, which, which I was, as you said, fortunate enough to win. And, and then we had the Frio best and fairest the next day. So it was like a pretty big whirlwind for that 48 hours. Um, I suppose, yeah, it was, it was pretty um, disheartening and, and, I, and I was very yeah, disappointed. Um, but I guess you've just got to understand that it, it's a business and um, like I don't hold that, that decision against anyone. It was kind of like their, their choice. They can say whatever they want about me, but um yeah, I, th- I think what it did give me was um, a lot of doubt in my own, in my own self, my own ability, and that's something that I, that really um, has challenged me um, and still does. That um, I kind of need to get out of the mindset that I'm not just um, trying to make it anymore. That I've, I've done enough to to warrant some respect as, a, as an AFL player, and I just need to not get complacent and keep working. But um, yeah, I do have a lot of days where I still doubt myself, probably, which has been reinforced from that decision three, four years ago, whatever it is now. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I guess it would have probably been a bit um, bittersweet. I guess winning the Peels um, BNF that night because obviously what happened that uh, that morning. So it would have been a bit of a bittersweet uh, moment, I guess. 
Yeah, no, it was. It was, um, it was like three of my four housemates. We were all delisted that morning, and then we were kind of like in, in the limo down to Mandra. It's like, why not go out in style? And um, yeah, yeah. yeah, and I was able to win that. And um, yeah, that that did mean mean a lot to me because it was a premiership year. And um, yeah, I suppose it just yeah, it was it was more just a recognition for the for the work I'd done there but but it was also great for me to go out that way because I had a chance to say thank you to a lot of people at Peel who supported me and believed in me and still do you know I still get messages from people involved at Peel Thunder saying um, congratulations on a good game or just checking in on me so um, the family aspect of that club is something I'm really grateful for and the relationships I was able to make there. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, it's a pretty um pretty rough rough household um in the, that morning. I guess it would have been pretty pretty tough to find out or find out the news. Yeah, we kind of like we kind of knew it was coming because everyone who wasn't delisted had a ten minute exit interview, and we all had thirty minutes, so we kind of knew it was coming. But um, yeah. but yeah, we all rolled back in, and kind of everyone kind of knew, and yeah, <laughs> is yeah. Nice, but it was a great experience. Yeah, you returned to Melbourne playing for the Werribee Football Club where you had another great season. What was your sort of mindset going into that season? Yeah, um, <clears throat> I hadn't thrown away the hope of um, playing AFL, but it certainly wasn't the, at the forefront of my mind. I was um, I just started a new job in, in business and equipment and finance in, in, in the city there and, um, and I was playing VFL football and I just moved into an apartment in St Kilda, so... Um, I think for me, after two years living so far away from family and friends, I was just trying to reconnect with them and, and kind of restart my relationships and sort my life out going forward because, um, as I said, I did have a lot of self-doubt after being delisted. And, um, yeah, for me, I wasn't too sure if I was ever going to get drafted again and it certainly wasn't going to be my number one priority. I needed to set myself up off the field. So kind of just stuck in, um, got stuck into work and um, started to work out where, where I want to live, like um, how I want to live and things like that. And um, and the decision to play VFL was was pretty easy for me because I wanted to play um, the best football I could. Um, and I think that um, certainly for me, my mindset was, can you swear on this? I was just like, oh, there's, no, yeah. Like, um, yeah, there's, no, there's no, there's no issue. Um, like being, being a great state league football. So I was like, um, yeah. I'm a good crack at that. There's no shame in, being a premiership VFL footballer and there's certainly no shame in captaining a VFL club or playing 100 games, 150 games in the VFL. So um, I essentially just realigned my goals with that. And um, as I just said there, I wanted to eventually one day captain a VFL team in a premiership and play 100 games. So, um, yeah, that was kind of kind of my mindset, kind of changed to that and making a, um, yeah, good, a good living in, in the equipment finance space and then um, playing good VFL football alongside that. With the footy you were playing, did you ever question why you weren't getting AFL opportunities or did you just move on and uh, see it as an um, opportunity to prove people wrong? Yeah, I guess there's, an, uh, there's probably more of an element not of proving other people wrong but kind of proving myself wrong, proving myself because, as I said, that I um, had a lot of doubt in my ability and um, was kind of proving to myself that I am actually good enough. And um, that was probably the bigger challenge. It wasn't about, um, you know, saying to Fred, like, look at the mistake you've made. It was more like believing in myself. And, um, yeah, it was it was more internal, I think. I think that I started playing better football at Werribee because I, um, I had a great support network around me. Um, my, my coach really embraced what I was trying to do and, and help me um, be me, enjoy life. And if I wasn't able to make it a train, like it's not because I'm, I'm shirking a, a hard session or anything. It's just because 
like my life isn't football anymore. So um, yeah. as a result of that and, and changing life and starting to believe in myself a bit more and um, I suppose not lowering my expectations but just um, realigning my goals and expectations, I was able to play better football. But, um, yeah, it certainly wasn't to um, prove other people wrong. It was more just to prove to myself that you could I can it. make it. Um, yeah, yeah. That's kind of something I still have to prove to myself. Yeah, yeah. After that Gold Coast draft year as at State League uh, selection, I can imagine it was pretty amazing um, to get another opportunity to live out that um, childhood dream. Yeah, it was. There was um, they, they got three selections, I think. They took um, Josh Corbett, who I was playing with at Werribee. Um, I think before the national draft, he was invited there. They took him and they took Chris Burgess and there was that third of the um, the third spot there. And I was on the blow to my manager because I'd start to get my hopes up a bit um, but towards the end of the season when they were granted the concessions, like, mate, you need to do your job here and get me up there. And yeah, and yeah he <laughs> gave me a call one Saturday and or Friday night and, and told me that they'll take me. So, yeah, it was probably better than the first time, I reckon, because um, when you've had something and it's taken away from you, you realise how much it means to you. And, and knowing that I was going to have an opportunity to play at the Suns the, the next year, um, yeah, it was really exciting and, yeah, life-changing, really. Yeah. In the last few years, you've played well on some of the uh, game's best forwards. How do you relish these challenges? Yeah, um, yeah, uh, I played some good football and some good players and, and I've also had some games where I would have liked to have been better. Um, and I think uh, I'm just every week, I'm just trying to, um, I suppose, the, make the gap between my worst and my best as small as possible so that no one can really get a hold of me. Um, and yeah, I absolutely love the challenge, but but it is really stressful. And, and there's some days if I think uh, matchup isn't perfect for me, I'll be really nervous and um I kind of worry about how I'm going to go, but I think I was able to play some good football this year. And um, I think just playing on guys of different sizes and shapes, like I was on Robbie Gray for a bit in round one, like that's a great experience for me. And yeah. usually I would have been absolutely shitting myself, but um, I know I've been really lucky to have some great tutelage from Josh Drummond, who's a defensive coach and, and he's kind of upskilled me so that I can deal with all different types of forwards. And yeah, now I just need to keep working on that and honing that craft. Yeah. You had quite a competitive and interesting encounter with Tommy Lynch uh, earlier this year, and it was obviously pretty well documented, I guess. Can you describe what that uh, whole game was like for you and, and the matchup, I guess? Yeah, I suppose going in the game, I'd never played on him before, and, and he's obviously a great footballer and um, the ex-captain of the Suns and um, yeah. Richmond, like, a, they're flying. So, um, yeah, I was pretty nervous going into that game, and, and I thought I was playing some okay footy uh, things I would have liked to have done better and then um, yeah I suppose I was just a bit frustrated in that I felt that um, he was able to get off the chain there in, in the last quarter and, and that frustrated me and um, yeah I suppose as my my job as a defender is to stop the forward kicking goals and, and he kicked two for the game and um, I thought that if I had have held him to one then um, I've probably had a pretty good outing and um, it's probably a tick next to my name so yeah I was just a bit frustrated after that game but um, yeah, it is what it is. Football, we move on and everyone's out there to, to beat their opponents. So I'm no different to that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think you still did did pretty well. And uh, Tommy, given that cheap shot, obviously you can't do can't do much about that. And that was uh, yeah, pretty pretty stiff on um on you because it sort of forged and uh, he he was just out. Yeah, I just I wasn't really too too ready for it, and I'm not going to sit here and say I've never given someone a little cheap one, but. Um, yeah, I guess I was just pretty pissed off in that. Yeah, he was able to kick a goal from that and 
um, in the moment in the game, it was yeah, it was pretty decisive. So I was pretty frustrated from that. But um, you know, it's a physical game; we play a physical ground. So um, that that's that. That's what it is, and and everyone does it every now and then. And I'm, I'm sure he didn't mean to do it in that way. So yeah, um, yeah. You're voted into the Suns leadership group. How much confidence do you get uh, from being voted in by your peers in that leadership role and sort of important, yeah, important role? Yeah, um, probably something I didn't really expect. I think that um, it was just great reinforcement for me that um, whatever I'm doing, I'm on the right track with and, and that my teammates um, kind of respect what I have to say and, and the way I act on the field and, and on the training track. So, it was, yeah, it was really positive reinforcement and um, something I'm really grateful for. And um, it's a role I certainly have a lot of growth in. And, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to um, becoming a better leader and, and helping my teammates become better players and better leaders themselves because um, when we all start to lead better, we're, we're going to be a better team. You mentioned your dad earlier. Um, you won a premiership at Box Hill with your dad coaching. Uh, that must have been pretty special to, uh, first of all, win it and share that moment with him as well. Yeah, it was. He, um, he'd been at Box Hill for, for a while before I got there and um, I think it was a development grand final we were able to win and... Um, yeah, it, it was really special and, and um, yeah, it's obviously, he's really highly respected and someone that I really respect it and obviously love as my father, but um, yeah, just the time and energy he gives to footballers, it's it's like um, he's got 22 sons out there because he, he's got a genuine care for, for different people and um, I think it was really great reward for him personally to um, yeah, be able to win a grand final and um, share that moment with, with some guys that he'd worked really closely with for not just one year, but a number of years. So um, it was special for me and, and, yeah, it was really special for, for him as well. Yeah, that's unreal. You won the Suns BNF this year. Did you get a sense of belief that you were up to the level or did you already sort of feel up to the level with uh, like getting voted into the leadership group and playing good footy on very good players? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's probably again. It was just some good reinforcement that I'm on the right track. It's um, yeah. When, when we kind of review our games and things like that, I, I probably am more geared to um, pick up the negatives in my game. And as such, I might not think I'm playing as good a footy as I am and contributing to the team as much as I'd like to be. But um, to win that award, it, it I guess it reinforces that um, what what I'm doing was good enough. And, and even though I might not um, get many touches or things like that. Um, I'm playing the role that the team needs me to play and shutting down the forwards. So, um, yeah, I was really overwhelmed when I won that. Didn't expect it at all. And, um, yeah, I just can't get complacent on the back of a good season because, um, yeah, as far as I'm concerned, I'm 26, but I've still got a lot of developing to go. And um, it's something I'm really looking forward to, just getting better as a player and challenging my teammates to get better um, as players as well because um, we didn't make finals this year and that's the end goal. And, um we're kidding ourselves if we think it isn't. So um, I can't get complacent. No one else can. We've got to keep um, getting a lot better. And um, that, that goes for me as well. Yeah. And, and like what you mentioned there, obviously uh, the club took good steps forward this year. How excited are you about the future of the club going into the next uh, few years? And like you mentioned, uh, finals is obviously um, where you want to be. Yeah, no, it definitely is. It's the end goal and, and we can't shy away from that. At the moment, we're not good enough. So um, I think that, um, everyone talks about a few more pre-seasons, but if we can just start that development as soon as possible and, and have a um, an improved rate of development across the board from um, older players like myself and Witsy and, and Dave and Took, um, as well as bringing the younger guys along and like Rowley and Noah and 
King and Luco, these are guys who are they're hungry to learn, they're hungry to be better, and um, they're certainly not not happy just playing footy. They want to win as well. So um, I think that if we can just keep that development coming along and at a, at a quick pace, then um, we'll be able to be successful and, and win some games of football and, and beating it up to our eyes every week. And that's what we want to do. So I'm really excited about, I think, another pre-season to learn the game plan, to have some more connection and um, to build on what we've built this year um, is really going to help us. But I think the brand of footy we played this year was exciting and, and that's what we want to do. We want it to be um, entertaining for people to watch. So if we can all be better um, and, and have a bit more chemistry together, then I'm sure that we'll start to get the reward sooner rather than later. Yeah, yeah, and you you mentioned uh, Reality. What a, what a start of the season he had! It was sh- oh, it was terrible to see him go down from everyone, no matter what um, club you support. And we saw last night he was um, coming uh, leading the Brownlow after four rounds, so he, he had a very good thing and good um, signs from him. Yeah, he's he's an exceptional person. He um he did his shoulder and he was kind of like aiming. I think he was aiming to be back in the season. It's like mate, it's not going to happen, but. You got the coaching um, role instead. Yeah, yeah, he got the coaching role, but yeah, you want to see the amount of hours he was putting in on his touch and um, yeah, coaching and coding and um, sitting in on meetings. Like he didn't check out at all. And, and um, as a player, it's just great to see that this bloke who's not going to play, who's leading the brown line after four rounds, who's, who's an absolute star. He's eighteen. Um, yet he's just going to sit there and just get as be- as best he can and make the best out of the worst situation. So. Um, yeah, it's pretty sensational what he did this year, and um, going by his work rate and his effort and commitment to the to the team and himself, um, he's going to be a star. So yeah, yeah, it. sure. The career savers, um, the boots hold him in good stead. Him and Witsy, so that, that's good. Yeah, they shouldn't yeah, get. He rolled into the he rolled into the um, preseason with the career he's on, and the boys were like, oh, he's like career savers early on, and like didn't know what they were. I think he actually thought they were the coolest boot Asics has. So yeah, um, fashion sense is questionable. Yeah, Paul Connor's got the same the same career. Yeah, I've got, got the same ones, but I, I don't roll the ankles and stuff like that. I've kind of got wider feet, so it's kind of like a wider boot, so it helps me out a bit. But, yeah, I'm doing friends, he said, about the career savers and big wits. He's like, oh, it will last, love his to, career will last an extra five years with the career savers. Love to see a young bloke in the career savers. Oh, he just knows from the start. It's not about looks, it's about efficiency, and, yeah, that's another five years on his career right there. Yeah, yeah. Tucker just goes about his business like he does. <laughs> in your short time in the AFL, who are the some of the best forwards that you've come up against? Do you reckon? Um, well, I think I played on Josh Kennedy over at Freo, and I think he kicked something like eight goals on me. And I think um, he's probably the forward that I, I get most nervous playing on, probably because of that experience. But um, I think that what he's been able to achieve across his career has been pretty sensational, and. Um, as a defender to play on him is really difficult because of the way he moves and, and his connection with his mids and forwards who are giving him the ball. He might, he's a really challenging matchup. Um, to go, he got a hold of me this year. He's obviously a very challenging player because um, if you play a key defender on me, uh, like me on him, then um, we'll have him in the air but kind of get lost at the ground level. So I think he's a pretty sensational player and um, yeah, really excited to see what both those guys can do, I think. Um, Josh Kennedy's going around again, so that's great for the game. But um, there's so many great forwards out there. I don't think there's a week where I'm not nervous uh, going into it or not having to do my research because I know the player I'm playing on can get a hold of me. So, um, yeah, the game's in good good, good state in that regard. There's plenty of good forwards floating around. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, statistically, like Kennedy and I think, yeah, Kennedy, Jack Rewald have probably been the yeah like the best uh, of the last probably 12 or 13 years and amongst a couple of others. 
obviously, and not Nick Rewalt, um, obviously, for a good player too. So yeah, yeah, do it over such a long period of time, like yeah, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what would you say is your favourite ground uh, to play at? Oh, I actually do really like Metricon. Um, yeah, I think it's uh, it's just kind of yeah, it kind of reminds me. I, I really like. I'll, I'll go back a bit. I really like the um, the preseason games when they're in kind of rural areas um, like yeah. Cairns or. We played in Lismore against Sydney last year, and I really like that because when I run out, I kind of feel like I'm just playing VFL footy again. So I yeah. kind of really like that. But in terms of an AFL venue, I, I really enjoy Metricon. It's obviously a home. It's um, it's great there when it's uh, when it's a twilight game. You see the sun's going down, it kind of cools off a little bit, and the stand gets full, and the noise is great. And um, yeah, I really enjoy that. Um, I've only played at the G once, and that was kind of. Um, bit eerie because it's such a I don't know highly held place and so such a privilege to play on it and it was so big and yeah it was kind of overwhelming so uh, yeah I wouldn't really say the G but yeah, yeah. <laughs> you signed a contract extension until the end of 2022 must be great to know that uh, the club believes in you and and sees you as an important player going forward in that uh, yeah, role yeah I, I was 25 when I signed that and um if I had been drafted at 18, I was seven years into my career and that was the first contract extension I signed. So yeah. it was great to have, um, yeah, I suppose, just a bit of certainty around what I was going to be doing. And uh, I certainly didn't want to be playing what would have been this season um, coming out of contract because I'd been there before and didn't end too well. So, um, yeah, it was great for the club to believe in me and put their faith in me. And, um, yeah, and I think that's helped me play better football because I'm not so worried about the outcome or geez, I have to play well every week. I can kind of just get on with football. Yeah. yeah. How have you found this year with obviously pretty unusual circumstances with COVID and um, like what did you kind of do to um, keep busy? Yeah, it was very different. Um, we were probably lucky in that pretty much all the AFL teams were up here. So, um, <coughs> excuse me, um, we are able to st- – like I've been living at home for – the whole season apart from two weeks in Wollongong um yeah so we're lucky in that regard um I suppose you can't go out and sit down and have a meal or go and meet with family or friends outside of football so it was a bit difficult um but I think uh, compared to what other teams have had to do this year I think we've been really fortunate to be able to live at home going to Metricon come home to our own bed every night um we've been pretty lucky it was kind of more um, just finding ways to hang out with each other without breaking the restrictions. Um, yeah. So like going and training, you can only train in your groups of eight. So it might be a whole week until you bump into, I don't know, the forwards group or something like that. Yeah. So that was kind of um, yeah. yeah, we've we're been very lucky compared to other clubs. Away from the footy field, what is some of your interests and things that you like to do to take your mind off the game? You obviously said you finished uni before you got drafted. So uh, what does that sort of entail? Yeah, so I did my commerce degree at Melbourne Uni from 2012 to 2015. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I haven't really studied again. I kind of um, tinker in the equipment finance space with Interlease, who was the company I was working with. They're based in South Bank. Um, yeah. So I kind of do a little bit there, but but really not too much. Um, I really enjoy reading, um, so I try and do a bit of that, um, particularly things based on real life, some great stories about some great people. So I really enjoy getting into that. And, like, yeah, 
um, like doing that and getting out to the beach, but um, not much of a golfer. I'm not too good at any other sport apart from footy, I think. So, um, yeah, I can't really do that. I enjoy my camping, but can't really do too much of that in the season either. But, um, yeah, there's plenty of things to do up here on the coast, whether it's just like some board games with some mates or getting down to the beach, going for a walk. Um, I definitely like to be out and about at the house. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, golf's an absolute shocker. I don't really understand <laughs> yeah. the game. And uh, in, in PE, like a couple of months ago, the teacher said, come up and have a swing in front of the whole group. And I just knew that I was I was going to be pretty bad at it. You had the driver and uh, a bit of a grubber, really, along the ground. Yeah, oh, at least you hit it. I'm, yeah, I'm shocking at it. But um, I don't know. Anything that requires coordination, I'm not very good at. So maybe that's why I'm playing in defence. <laughs> no, don't sleep on defenders. It's on defender. It's good fun down there. Nervous, but good fun. Yeah, probably. Yeah, toughest job. I mean, yeah, you have to stop the goals, and when it's getting pumped in, sometimes there's probably not much you can do, really. No, nah, it's true. You can always blame the mids and the forwards, so it's not a bad spot. There's always an excuse. There's always someone else to blame. Yeah, yeah. If the midfielder buggers up a kick, it doesn't really matter, but the defender does it. It hurts a bit more. So, you're right. Um, who would you who would you say tipping this um, weekend for the, the flag out of the Tigers in Geelong? Uh, I think it's going to be a great game. Um, I think the way the Tigers play um, and the way Geelong play are polar opposites. So, uh, yeah, I'm not really too sure who's going to win. I think it would be great for Gary to go out with the Premiership. Um, I think that would be a great story. But, um, yeah, I'm really not too sure. I'll probably, I'll probably go with Geelong. Um, I think yeah, I think it'd be great for them for them to win it, and and I think they've been pretty consistent as a team. Um, yeah, I'm not too sure. What do you guys think? Yeah, yeah. Well, we're yeah. both tired, so we're hoping. But um, yeah. I guess we've had our fun in the last couple of years. So um, yeah, yeah, we're, yeah, we're hoping we can get get the win. It would be almost a little dynasty. But yeah, like you said, if Jong win, I probably wouldn't mind that much because it's a great story with Gary Abbott and also Dangerfield, who's. Uh, first grand final and he's been playing for best part of 12 or 13 uh, years so that would be good to see also yeah hopefully it's a close game that's all we can really ask for something exciting for everyone yeah yeah closer than um, last year hopefully. I mean we were on the right end of it but everyone else everyone else for the whole year hated the um, hated the game because <laughs> it was an absolute yeah. blowout but um, yeah uh, that's about that's all we have for you Sam thanks for coming on for a chat and um Wish you all the best for the future and we'll definitely keep an eye out for you and, and yeah, all the best. Ah, thanks for that, Blair. Thanks, Connor. Um, thanks for having me on. It's been great. Um, hopefully you took something out of it. Um, yeah, good definitely. Good luck for you. Hey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks. All the best, lads. Yeah, thanks no, a lot. Thanks for coming on, Sam. See ya. Yeah.